What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 181 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. And uh, yeah, feels good to be back. That's right. Matt is back in studio. I mean, and uh, I, I appreciate you uh, cleaning off the mic and the chair and everything like that after Ramrod was here. I got goo gone. <laughs> goo gone. Had a bunch of goo gone on there. Uh, nope. Episode 181 is uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And, uh, uh, you know, we can we can sit here and, and tell you all about Dakota Angler, but uh, I don't think that there's anybody uh, besides, of course, Todd, uh, uh, better to tell you about Dakota Angler than uh, than his son, Josh, who's who's taken over the manager role there now. And uh, so me and Matt thought, hey, let's uh, let's get Josh on and uh, let's let's chat about Dakota Angler and and just, you know, everything about uh, a bait shop, uh, you know, in general. In, in general. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we'll, we'll cut right on over to Josh. And our guest today on episode 181 of the Midwest Angler Podcast is none other than the manager of Dakota Angler, Josh Heitkamp. Josh, how are we? I'm doing pretty good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Uh, Josh, you know the drill. Uh, we're going to be getting into uh, a couple of random questions uh, to start off. Uh, piggybacking off last week, I want to know first off, do you think coleslaw is a salad? Um, you know, I'm not a fan of coleslaw, but it does have some kind of cabbage and greenery in there. So I would have to say that that is a salad. That is a salad. That is a salad. You know, and you get into like the weird mix of the, the potato salads and all of that into your Midwestern salads. But I think that the the coleslaw fix into a, a true salad, salad kind of mixture. Garrett Cox, who's a professional chef, said coleslaw is a salad. See, I mean, I must, I must know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Though. You do. You do. You can't argue with a professional chef. That's right. I that's mean, right. That, that's I have. That's exactly right. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What you got, Matt? Oh, mine is, um, what's your perfect breakfast? My perfect breakfast. Um, it's tough for me to beat a, uh, like a breakfast sandwich. Um, not on a croissant. It's got to be on like a biscuit or an English muffin. Uh, nothing crazy, just some cheese, egg, um, either bacon or sausage, and uh, maybe a little hot sauce on there to spice up the morning a little bit, get you going. Depends on how early we're talking here. but A little kick in the shorts <laughs> to start off your yeah, day. That's exactly right. You know, if we're if we're heading out too early and we haven't had our, you know, our morning movement, then maybe not quite yet, but uh, <laughs> we'll wait till we get to the lake to throw on that hot sauce, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I got to ask you one more, uh, uh, you know, this episode's going to drop uh, Tuesday and it's going to be a hundred degrees on Tuesday. So would you rather have it be a hundred degrees or zero degrees? Ooh, you got, you got me at zero degrees in a heartbeat. I'm i uh, I'm a nice fisherman at heart, I would have to say. So, uh, if you could find me zero degrees and out on the water, uh, that's, that's a good day right there. I'm right there with you. Uh, I like the warm. No way. Not a hundred <laughs> though. A hundred degrees is pretty tough to be on shore or in the boat. That's uh that's, that's a tough one. You're either up early or you're out late. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with 72. <laughs> 72 no. is where it's right. we we, Believe me, running a bait shop, we will not complain about nice sunny and 72. I believe that. <laughs> now, now let's talk a little bit about that bait shop, uh, Josh. Uh, how, how long have you been managing Dakota Angler? Oh, shoot. It's been about three years now. Uh, we moved back to Sioux Falls. Um, I went to college at Iowa State uh, in 2010, and then we moved to San Antonio for a couple of years for my wife's uh, 
physical therapy school. And then uh, we moved back. Um, I ran the shop with my brother Nick for a year. And then uh, he got his full-time teaching gig. So once he kind of got wrapped into that, then I really full, uh, full-time full took it over. Uh, yeah, still run it. I do the most of the day-to-day, the ordering, you know, things like that. And then Dad does the uh, the bigger the bill sign-in, making sure, you know, I'm not burning the place down, things like that. But, no, it's been oh, probably a good three years now, yeah, I suppose, that uh, that I've been running it full-time. Nice. Let's uh, let's talk about that San Antonio there for a second. Did you ever wet a line in the Riverwalk? Uh, I never, never in the Riverwalk. Uh, I believe me. Every time we went down there to uh, to appease people and, and do some touristy stuff, you could find me standing at the water's edge, staring in the water, looking for something to catch. Is there that fish was, in uh, there? Because I was only there, there I've only are. been there one time, and they were dredging the thing. Yeah, so that's the only weird thing is so it's part of like the if I remember right, it's part of like the Guadalupe River that runs through town. But they can dam it off at certain areas and then they drain it all the way low. Um they have somebody, I think when it gets down to like a foot deep, they have people go through there, I believe, with nets, take all the wildlife out, things like that, and then drain it all the way down and get all the the crud out of there because I think it's every couple of years they do it, but it is, yeah, absolutely full of crud by that time. I think they need to put some of those alligator gar in there. <laughs> be sitting at the bars on. Yeah, you may have more people down at the Riverwalk. I don't know if it's quite the right people and uh, the right uh, big treble hooks swinging around when people are, you know, walking by. But I'm, I'm all for it. It's entertainment. It's entertainment <laughs> for everybody. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, was it always kind of your plan to potentially come back and and uh, uh, run run the bait shop? Yeah, you know, so uh, growing up, I mean, it was my my first and my my only job before going to college. Um, Dad opened the store back in, what was it, 2000, 2001, and I was 10 years old. Um, Yeah, I ran that through the summertime. I shouldn't say ran that. I I thought I ran it. We know what was going on. We know what was going on. Yeah, I I, I scooped minnows and grabbed a dozen crawlers and packed some flats, and that was was me thinking I think I uh, ran the place at the time. but no, I did that, and then yeah, did that through uh, through the summertime. Um, tied spinners, did all that good stuff. Uh, tied spinners through college, but yeah, when I was gone, uh, I went to school uh, for uh, physical education, teacher education. You know, wanted to be uh, just like Matt Deitch growing up. Uh, everybody geez. does. <laughs> you know, everybody you does. Join, join the crowd, right? Everybody wants to be like Mr. Deitch. So, you just uh, you just went a does. peg down. You just went a peg down Scott in my book. Still does. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I think I lost a few customers on that one. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, so I went, you know, I always had it in the back of my mind. I absolutely loved the bait shop. I loved um, helping people out, people coming back, being, you know, thrilled that I sent them to the right lake and I gave them the right bait and they caught the biggest fish of their life or they caught their first fish, you know, and getting that kind of stuff back, I mean, just makes makes all the other bad times so worth it and um, I did some teaching after, after school for a couple of years, but, um, we had the opportunity to move back to, to Sioux Falls. My, my wife had a, a job opening back here and she did some of her, her clinical rotations through school and she really enjoyed, uh, Sioux Falls. So we moved back here and I thought I'd, you know, give it a trial run here at the bait shop. And, and if I didn't like it, I'd get it, you know, back into teaching. But once I, once I got my feet back into it again, I, uh, yeah, I can't really imagine doing anything else. 
Solid career move. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> you, you know, I do. You know, my brother Nick's obviously into teaching now, so I do envy when I when I get the, the texts, you know, throughout the week or, or whatever, are you working today? Because I'm available if you want to go fishing. And it's like, no, it, I, I have a normal job. I, I got to work, you know, almost every day of the week. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have that relaxed schedule like you teachers but do, do you have that flip off emoji on the go like my brothers do all the time well my other my brother my one brother's a teacher so we can both go but we exactly. like we like to send that we like to send that to our older brother every once in a while the one that some... contributes to society <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> you hell. Exactly. that's a joke take it easy teachers no, mike, mike would teachers. agree with you yeah. <laughs> but but believe me during the school year if i'm getting out fishing on like a, a tuesday or a wednesday you better believe i'm sending plenty of pictures oh yeah oh yeah yeah. so now is is running a bait shop similar to uh uh well i'll put it this way when when i was in high school i had a bunch of buddies that were big into hunting and fishing and they all wanted to school uh, wanted to go to school up at sdsu to be you know fisheries and and uh, wildlife biologists whatever uh Mm -hmm. you know they wanted to be dnr officers and uh you know the thing about that is is come deer season that's your busy time yeah, you know you, you're not out. you're not out there deer hunting you're out there patrolling deer hunters is, is it kind of the same thing with with the bait shop or are you able to sneak away uh i'm able to sneak away now is essentially when uh when i'm able to get out is when we are at our slowest time of year it's the it's the hottest time um either that or it's early ice or it's late ice kind of when we're yep you know at that time when when we're not slammed if it's like we were saying earlier, if it's 75, it's sunny, it's nice out. There is <laughs> absolutely not a chance that I am probably found out of body of water because, yeah, I will be at the bait shop where we're, you know, probably getting our butts kicked, um, which is, you know, a great thing. That's yeah, it's a good yeah, thing. I, I know. Goes, you know, yep. that's the whole reason why, you know, my dad opened the store 20 years ago is for those days for us to, to get our butts kicked up there. But, you know, we find, we find time to get away still um, as much as we can. Um, I have a young kid at home, so... I, uh, I try to get away as much as I can. My wife is absolutely awesome with, she knows that. I mean, I sell the stuff I got to get out and use it and be able to talk about it and, and all that. So she understands that. And so whenever I can sneak away, we, we definitely will, but, um, research yeah. and development. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, it's I not that you want you know? to, it's for that, work. We use that excuse. It's like the gig, right? It's what we signed up for, yeah. you know, when we moved back to Sioux Falls, that was just part of the program, I suppose. I guarantee, I guarantee Scott and I have used the whole, we have a fishing podcast. We have to get <laughs> out need and material. Fish. We have to get on and fish. Otherwise, our credibility is gone. Exactly. So, I mean, can, it's for the show. Our credibility was gone after episode two. Just <laughs> toast, gone. I was going to say, can I get you two to write me like a doctor's note saying right. that, yeah, I definitely need to go out and test these products or else I'm not reliable anymore. Well, Ramrod's a, a combat medic in, in the Army. I mean, he's not a doctor, but he'll take a look at it and he'll, he'll write you some crap. <laughs> I call it good enough in my end. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a doctor to me. It is. He's <laughs> ugly, but he's good enough. <laughs> so, so Josh, what what does the day to day life of a of a bait shop manager really look like? You know, there, there's got to be more than turning, you know, flipping the bar stool around, grabbing a dozen night crawlers, and setting them up on the counter and saying, "Yeah, good luck." I mean, you know, there, there's more to it. Like, 
what did you do today? What, what do you got planned for tomorrow? You know, let the listeners know some of the stuff that it's like, Oh, I guess I never really thought about that. I, I was going to say flip, flipping the bar still around and throwing a dozen colors across the crown. That sounds like a, a pretty dang good day on, on my end. That sounds uh, pretty relaxing. Um, well, no, I, I, we'll uh, take that job. Me and Matt can do that. I mean, we'll, we'll sit crawlers. there and we'll sit there and lie to every single one of your customers. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you where they're biting. <laughs> yeah, they're biting at the big Sioux. They're yep. always biting at the big Sioux. <laughs> always. <laughs> no, I, I mean, shoot, it really depends from from month to month. To be honest, around here, I mean, uh, you know, it depends on workers. You know, that's yeah. kind of our biggest thing. Is is uh, I got a couple good. Uh, they were they were high school boys. They're now becoming college boys and uh, trying to replace you know some of those guys that were helping out in the evenings or helping out on the weekends. I mean, it's tough. Um, you know, finding a lot of a lot of good help. So listeners out there, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, need a job, come stop by. Um, but no, I mean, uh, today, uh, to start with, I mean, I've, you know, swing in, I have a, I have one of those boys, uh, here today that opened the bait shop for me and I swung through at about eight. Um, we go through about everything in the store. Uh, we re-inventory a whole bunch of stuff. Um, we offer, as you guys have mentioned many times down here, we offer everything online. So we got to make sure, you know, through theft or through things, you know, missing or things like that, that our inventory is correct. So got to go through our popular products we like to go through uh you know like what's selling online quite a bit or what's selling in store and restocking all the shelves every day so run you know making a list on, on what's going going out the door the most and making sure we're we're filling those pegs back up for the next guy that's coming in um yeah cleaning bait that that's the biggest thing is uh kind of one of our philosophies around here is uh, uh good baits not cheap and cheap baits not good so we uh, we pride ourselves in having some of the best quality live bait that you can find in South Dakota. So cleaning, you know, cleaning leeches. Unfortunately, it looks like leeches may almost be done for the season already. So when I don't have too many leeches left to clean out there, uh, but yeah, going through the crawlers, making sure everything's good there. Chubs, minnows, you know, making sure we're grading our minnows properly and certain sizes. If guys want walleye minnows, they're getting walleye minnows and not you know small crappie or perch minnows. I was going to yeah, ask you that. You guys, yeah. you guys do all your sorting and grading. We do. So we we can order them as a certain size, but um, the the sizes that we buy them by sometimes aren't up to what we kind of call our walleye minnows. You know, we serve at most most places you go to. They like to do you know large or small, right? You, yep, you have yep, two yep. choices. Yeah. Where where for us we like to do small, medium, and large. Where your crappie guys and whatnot, they're almost always going with the smalls. There's some of the, your bluegill guys that are using some of the minnows that go with the smalls. Um, but your perch guys that, you know, we don't catch those those Iowa perch. You know, we like to catch yep. some of those bigger <laughs> South Dakota perch over here. So, I don't you know, know what uh, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so we, we grade. We have our own system of, of grading our minnows out here at the bait shop that, uh, yeah, allows us to have three different sizes and, you know, at certain times of the year, it's it's a lot harder to get those bigger minnows. You know, they just uh, went through the spawn a couple months ago, um, and we're still kind of in the middle, or not middle, but towards the tail end of it. So you're starting to see some of those bigger minnows come back, but in the heart of the summer, you get, you know, oh, goodness, one of our biggest arguments at the Bay Chip is having blackhead minnows. You know, people think that blackhead minnows are the worst bait in the whole world. Well, all it is is a male fathead minnow that is going through the spawn, and if... 
you know, I like to tell most of my customers, if you think a walleye is swimming by a, a minnow that has a, a black head and not eating it, you are absolutely insane. Um, but, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, we're kind of getting towards the tail end of that. You start to see those minnows turn in a little bit more silver. Um, those big blackhead males are kind of dying off, stuff like that. So, yeah, we're uh, constantly, constantly doing that. And then uh, a night like tonight, I found myself back at the bait shop. Um, we just got, I was just telling you guys before, we just got an, uh, an online order for a, a Strike Master uh, 24 volt auger shipping to Alaska. Um, it's a little hot here. It's 100 degrees, but uh, up there they must be, uh, Getting they must close. be making, ice, making <laughs> ice or uh, or they're still ice fishing, one of the two. <laughs> I, I I really I, I really think that you should reach out to this dude and be like you know are you are you just getting ready or are you actually out there using this and exactly. maybe we yeah, need to get a hold of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah got Craig Oiler beaten for being first on the oh, ice this year in the just whooped him <laughs> I was gonna say he probably hasn't even dusted his ass yet first of all brand thinking new. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're way behind the eight ball this year, Craigie. Way behind the eight <laughs> yeah, ball. Yeah, he probably hasn't even sharpened his auger blades yet. This guy's got uh, fresh off the block. Yeah, just bush league stuff out there in rapid. <laughs> now, do you think you know you're talking about that with the blackhead minnows and people not thinking like, are fishermen the only one only people that you know that can be like, oh, they don't bite on a blackhead minnow, but they'll buy a clown colored. Rappler, oh like that's, that's like the best color there is. It's like what the hell looks like that out there swimming around. I mean, it's it's, it's sometimes sometimes it can be like, like our logic. Some, our logic sometimes crazy. is just crazy. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Where you know, and it's 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 yeah, like looking at like like a rappler color. You know, you have like a a clown, and then you have a silver fluorescent chartreuse, and one has a red head, one doesn't. It's like they won't bite on that one. They won't. And it's like. Some days, maybe that's the case, but maybe it's just the way your bait was running. Yeah, who yeah. knows? But fishermen, yeah, can be some of the some of the pickiest by yeah, far. Yeah, pretty fickle. But, I think if there I was a spot say, for... I will say your, your bass fishermen may be worse than your walleye oh. fishermen when it comes to some of, those, some of those speckled baits on those plastics. I tell nah, you it's... what, that may drive me even crazier. It all comes down to black and blue and green pumpkin. <laughs> exactly. That's all you need. That's I think... exactly right. If I could only carry... Those two baits, I would carry a thousand different styles of baits, but unfortunately, I have to carry about twenty-five colors of every bait. It seems like at times. Oh yeah. If there was a minnow that was the color like a pink Wonder Bread, I think it'd be found in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be Minnesota, right outside Ellsworth, probably. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> now, now with you talking about uh, your bass baits and whatnot. Uh, I feel I feel like all the way across uh, the Midwest. Uh, I think especially with the emergence of uh, of these YouTube anglers that do a lot of bass fishing, have you noticed in your shop uh, a, a little bit more demand for bass baits, or or is it still one hundred percent walleye stuff? Oh, I mean, our bass market is probably in our bait shop has been the the biggest area of growth that we've had in our store, yep. uh, like floor space wise. I mean, we went from Oh, shoot, when I first started, we probably had maybe a rack or two, you know, some bass baits, your your Yamamoto's, your, you know, stuff like that, your classic, you know, hula poppers and, and whatnot. And now, yeah, you're talking, shoot, we're diving into six cents and about every Berkeley bait we can get our hands on. And, I mean, ducket baits that are brand new this year. I mean, we're just diving into 
you know, everything. Um, and especially, like you said, a lot of it comes back to that YouTube presence. Um, and we don't notice it a lot in our older fishermen. Um, but it's your, your younger kids that are just getting into fishing that are coming in and saying, I want to catch a bass. You know, it's not, I want to go out and go fishing. It's, I want to go catch a bass. So, um, thankfully, uh, it's nice to see in our area, some of these, uh, area, uh, towns are creating public ponds for these kids to go out and, and chase these bass and have that opportunity because, you know, a lot of our bodies of water in South Dakota don't have a lot of largemouth bass. Um, you know, you got to be pretty select on where you're going. And this time of year, a lot of places you kind of need a boat to access some of that. But in our, you know, so that's why in our bait chef, once the, the, these states or these counties and these cities started adding these bass ponds and, and, and stocking them, we, we react accordingly. You know, we're going to start carrying more and more bass stuff and, and having those options, but man, if you guys can figure out these YouTube trends, I tell you what, I'll hire you in heartbeat. <laughs> you 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 mean you haven't had any like seventy year old guys come in for lunker logs or bandito bugs or anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> I mean, it is it, 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 unbelievable how the one one YouTube video it seems like will will change your whole outlook on a bait right i believe that you're sitting there and you're like gosh this this certain bait just hasn't sold at all what's going on here and then one one video posts and they're gone in a heartbeat and you're trying to order more and you can't get any more and you're like gosh i wish i had more of these dumb things what what are you know it's 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 crazy and and the bait could work really well and nobody just everyone just walked past it before or the bait could not really work at all and some YouTuber just made a bunch of money off of, of pushing a bait. Who knows? Yep. I just want I just want to hear Todd on the next two minute report talk about bandito bugs. And <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I want to hear him go off and all that. So. That would be and, spectacular. And, and if we're being totally honest here, Todd Todd will will be would admit to this as well. He's not too much of, of a bass guy. Um, he, we do do some smally fishing, and, and he has done a little large fishing around here, but. He's not too much of that, so I would absolutely love for him to dive into how he likes to fish those bandito bugs. Yeah, yeah. over at Family Park, <laughs> the bandito bug is. You can find me on Tuesday and Thursday nights casting this baby out. <laughs> how, you know, we're we're talking about he men Scott mentioned the Family Park and stuff like that. You know, in Sioux Falls, they have created a few more ponds and you know opportunities for people to get out there and go fishing. How how. Uh, great of a thing has that been for you guys at the store oh i mean it's fantastic where it i mean without those ponds right so you're talking it's 100 degrees out tomorrow somebody comes in and they say hey i'm taking my grandson out where should i take him fishing i mean where 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 are you sending them it's 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 crazy hot out there's not a lot of you know dock accesses to a lot of our local lakes without there being boat traffic and you're not supposed to be on the on the docks you know we have a few lakes with some handicapped docks, but your fishing is pretty limited, and and they get they get ate up even on those hot days. You know, you get a couple guys on them, and and that handicapped dock is pretty well shot. That there's no room for anyone else. Um, so, being able to send them to you know a family park or um, down in Harrisburg, there's a lake. It's called Lake Olay. Um, and T, they just created another one. Baltic, they have one. They have all these different ponds that they they stock with fish and. 
the best part is a lot of these bodies of water people aren't harvesting the fish um besides you know when they they stock it with trout or with salmon or something like that or somebody catches you know a, a you know a nice crappie or something like that I, I suppose you get a little bit of that but a lot of your largies and your bluegills you know they're just being caught and released so it's just the, the system replenishes itself over and over and over and I can send these people there and they're going out and they're catching fish and they're happy. You know, they're, they're coming back and yeah, sure. They're not buying, you know, a, a $200 bait cast combo, but they're coming in and, and they're experimenting with new stuff. Hey, I caught, I caught some, uh, some largies on, on a frog last time on top water. What else can I try to throw? You know, you throw them a few poppers, you know, you, something like that where, you know, I don't need to be selling them, you know, the whole house, but you get them, you get them hooked that way. And it's, yep. it's a fantastic thing, especially for the youth, um, to have those opportunities. Um, and I hope that the, the state continues to, and I, and I know they will. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope they continue to, to fund it, um, coming forward. Now, now one of the things Matt and I were talking about earlier, Matt gr- brought up a really good point. You know, you mentioned it a little bit ago, you know, you, your dad, your brother, predominantly walleye fishermen. How hard is it for you to order stuff into the store that's not just your favorite baits? You know, I mean, uh, you know, how, uh, obviously, you know, the, the whole entire largemouth bass realm, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what you guys do for pan fishing, but uh, is is it hard to figure out what you need to be getting in on, on species that you don't necessarily target all that often. 100%. Um, no, it's, uh, we, we were just talking actually this past weekend, we don't do much catfishing. To be honest, we don't do really any catfishing at all. Um, but we have a whole section in our bait shop for catfishing. Um, I'm part of a, uh, a, uh, I suppose you could call it like an online tournament kind of deal with a bunch of past employees, current employees, and a couple of their buddies where every Monday tonight, they're actually selecting one here in a little bit for, uh, what our species for this weekend, we do it, uh, six weekends out of the month or out of the year, but what our random species will be selected for this coming weekend, uh, will be for us to fish for and see who can catch the, the longest, um, two weekends ago, we had channel catfish. So I had to gear up. I had, you know, enough rods that I know I didn't have to get new rods or anything like that, but gear up and find some stuff to, to go out catfishing. And it was a great experience and a bunch of my old employees. And they're still, uh, they've, since then, they've been going out catfishing and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, it was a great experience to go out and actually try these things. And now when I have you know, more and more cat guys coming in. It's not just telling them what I know people are buying. It's telling them what I know works. You know, I went yeah. out and I used this and I caught these there. It, it helps with the ordering process, but that stuff just comes with, you know, what we hear from a lot of our guys. You know, it's, I wish I could go out and fish for all these species. Um, if that was a job, I would have signed up for that a very long time ago. That sounds like a a pretty good gig to just go out and test products. Probably sounds like what you guys do, right? That's kind of basically, record a, basically. Record a podcast and go out and just go fishing kind of wherever for everything. And drink beer and smoke cigs. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. All at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Burn it, burning heaters and catching big ones. That's, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, we, we like when we go out walleye fishing, we call it burning heaters and catching eaters. So that's what we like to call it. So. <laughs> That belongs on a Dakota Angler shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Our old motto used to be where family fun begins. So I think that fits in perfect with that as well. Burning (laughs) heaters and and catching eaters. That's what I'm talking about. 
but, but no, I mean, yeah, ordering wise, it's all, I mean, I take so much from what some of my like very valued customers and what I, I mean, a lot of it's too what I sell the most of, um, looking at sales wise that way for, for the bass stuff. And then seeing where guys are coming in, you don't carry this bait or you, you know, you don't, you don't carry this brand or, or yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, it's, it's, and then trying to figure out how that fits into to our bait shop. Right. Um, we have a very, very large, or I should say very, very large. We have a large bass selection. But, you know, uh, for instance, I hate to throw out like a company, but we had the opportunity to carry Mega Bass this past year. And we thought about it over and over and over. And it's like, holy smokes. I mean, I know you bass guys love your expensive baits, but oh my goodness, for me to bite the bullet and, and bring in, you know, it's not one of each color of this size. It's, you know, you got to be buying quite a few of each. And, I mean, it was a tough one for us to, to, to go in on. And, you know, and I'm not saying that we wouldn't do it in the future, but, you know, I just need to hear from more of our customers that they're looking for that or certain things. And, you know, it's, it's, there's no doubt it's, it has a pucker factor at times when you're, when you're looking at your order total and you're like, holy smokes, we've never carried these things before. And I'm about to, you know, to bring all this stuff in and I shoot, I don't even know how to fish this bait. And I don't even know what, you know, things like that. Yeah. It, uh, it uh, it definitely uh, opened your eyes a little bit. There's no doubt about that. I th- I think you made the right decision there. You know, if you were down on on Lake Gunnersville or Pickwick or you know Lake Fork, you know, then then maybe you look into that high end bass stuff. And and you know, if if bass fishing keeps growing, uh, you know, maybe five years from now, you know, you regroup and you rethink about it. But for sure, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's some pretty high end stuff there. And and you know, the average guggen fan you know that's that's watching on youtube that's just going to you know a local pond i I don't know i guess maybe their dad gives them 150 bucks and says go nuts but i can't imagine that happens a ton local guggen fan just like matt is what you're kind of basically yeah okay he's got he's got ap bass and he's got ap bass and tattooed on his butt i got a bandito bug right on my backside is what i got <laughs> Big one. So, I hate to see how full your boat is of those things. <laughs> so, like, do you guys have like a number, you know, so to say, of how many customers come in and ask for a certain thing before you will like be like, okay, maybe this is something that we need to order. I mean, you're always going to have that one person that comes in and it's just like, oh, that you know, you guys need to carry this, and it's just like, yeah, sure. we'll care, we'll buy it, but then or we'll get it in the store, and then it will just sit there and collect dust on the shelf. Well, and, 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 and that's the whole thing. And, and to be dead honest, that's kind of the problem with today's age, right? Is we, we do a lot online, right? We do, we do quite a bit of business online, but that one guy that's coming in and harassing me about not carrying that one bait, I finally bring that bait in and he's like, oh, well, I just, I, you know, I bought that thing online a couple of days ago and it's like, oh, well, shoot, now what, you know, now, you know, like you said, now I'm sitting on a whole bunch of these, um, I wish we were sophisticated enough around here to have a certain number of times we hear something before uh, we bring it in. Unfortunately, we are still very, very, very much a, uh, a mom and pop bait shop run around here. Um, but it's it's more so just like how annoyed have you been that somebody's brought it well, up? Yeah, that, that's you know, what that, I mean. This yeah. many people have brought it up where I mean I don't want. I shouldn't say annoyed, I suppose. But well, no, we it, understand it, it, because... Have, you know, you have all these other options and somebody's coming in, they're like, man, you don't have that, man, you don't have that, man, you don't have that. It's like, gosh, you know, you hear it enough times, it's like, dude, I, we need to have that. What are we, you know, what are we doing here? If we don't have that, what are, you know, what kind of show are we really running? And 
and it gives you, you know, a, a, a reality check real quick too. Sometimes you bring something in and someone's like, why, you know, you hear enough people, well, why'd you bring that in? You should have brought this in. And it's like, shoot, I should have brought that in instead of bringing this in. You know, it, it wakes you up. There's, there's no about that. Well, our number was 17. We had 17 people ask <laughs> ask if we'd bring Josh Heitkamp on. And, you know, right. a couple of weeks ago when we were at 15, it was like, nope, not no. yet. Nope, but we nope, hit not, 17, not. and now you're on. So we understand how it <laughs> goes. When, but when your mom and dad <laughs> called, we're like, all right, we'll get it. Exactly. <laughs> did, did you take repeat calls? Did mom call like six times and was like, hey, will you please put him on now? I mean, come on. We we can't. That's that's disclosed information that we can't tell you. But yeah, exactly. She she maybe passed a little money off on the side, or, or maybe uh, maybe grandpa and grandma there in Rock Rapids swung by the house and told yeah, you either been you put it. them on or we got some problem. chocolate chip Co- cookies. Couple on. cookies. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> door stepping. I put right. anybody on for some cookies. <laughs> she. I will say, grandma can can bake pretty dang good. So she she's quite the convincing one on that end. Now, now, how often do you have some guy that's building baits in his garage that comes in and is like, "Hey, Josh, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking about uh, uh, selling these. You know, I'm I'm working on packaging. Uh, next week, I could I could have some here. You know, do you want to sell them? Do you have that happen? Uh, I would say it is. It is quite often. Really, um, uh, it is. You know, and and I don't ever like to tell somebody no. Right. Because they could be something that is phenomenal. Right. And so we will absolutely take a look at your product and consider it because we're a local business. I would absolutely love to support more local than I do big company. I absolutely. Mean, that's what yep. we are 100 percent all about. Um, so, yeah, we will absolutely take a look at your product. Um, what we always suggest is leaving, you know, swinging by and whether I'm not here, Todd's not here, leaving a couple samples for us to take a look at. Um I have a lot of companies, uh, for instance, uh, Ducket sent us a couple walleye rods that they're hoping to in- introduce. So they sent us a bunch of samples for us to try out. So I absolutely love when people send me, I absolutely love when people send me free stuff. We'll say that. No. <laughs> but I absolutely love, you know, when they drop something off and I can take a look at it and I can, whether, you know, and, and not that I don't like doing it in front of them, but I like dissecting the product when the person is not there where For I sure. can, yep. you know, truly dive into the, 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 the goods and the negatives. And, and I will be 100% honest with the, the, the manufacturer as well. I mean, I'm not, I, you know, Todd didn't get into this game to, to carry everything where, you know, we, we choose, we choose, you know, some good quality products, but the, the one great thing that we also have though, is if it's any ice fishing product, we always, always, always start them with, Hey, how about we get you a booth at the show Yep. at oh, the yeah. Ice Institute and you try it there. And heck, if you sell a ton of them at the show, you absolutely have a spot in our bait shop. I yeah. mean, that's that's the, the best way you can prove your product to me um, more than anything instead of me. You know, unfortunately, my, my bait shop's not the size of, of a Bass Pro or, or something like that. You know, yep. we only have so much floor space. So having a proven product on my floor is much better than than trying to prove a product you know um so yeah the 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 ice institute is absolutely phenomenal for for guys coming in there and and introducing a new product and and showing us hey this this thing sells and this thing works and yeah absolutely we bring in a lot of products through that way now how, how much how much is electronics a part of your business on the ice side i would say it's a lot bigger um open water we used to do uh, a lot of special orders for guys. 
Um, you come in, you tell me what you want, exactly what you want. I will order it in almost yep. all the time. I can beat competitors prices. I make almost nothing off of it, but you know, it's, it's not too, too hard of work for us to get it in for you. Yep. Um, currently it is a lot of work to get it in for you and almost dang near impossible for a lot of the stuff to get it in for you. Um, so in the summertime, we haven't done really much, much, much electronics at all, to be honest, uh, especially, you know, as everyone knows on the Humminbird and Johnson and stuff yep. like that side, it's, it's tough. We do, we do more on the, on the trolling motor side. We like to carry trolling motors. Um, you know, we, we carry Minn Kota's, um, we can order you in, um, Garmin's, those are usually in stock, uh, fairly well, um. But yeah, we like to carry a, a decent lineup of of Minkotas. Um, obviously, carrying a decent lineup has been pretty tough the past couple of years. But we do still have some motors here at the bait shop. But come ice, I mean, that's where we really dive into our electronics. Yep. Um, we like to carry a full lineup. Um, you know, we're we're obviously not pro staff with anyone. You know, some some bait shops you see some of the guys running it that are pro staff for certain things and like to you know push it and things. I will sell you a Markham. I will sell you a Vexlar. I'll sell you a Garmin. I'll sell you whatever you're happy with. Uh, it looks like this year we may be carrying some Lowrance. They're kind of diving into the the ice market as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I am more than game to sell you whatever you are, you know, truly looking for ice electronic wise. Where there's positives and negatives to each one. Some guys really like this, and some guys really like that, and I'm. That's what we're here for, and that's why we carry it all to find, you know, exactly what you're looking for. And you know, it's it's been difficult the past couple of years. As obviously everyone knows in the fishing industry, is, is actually having that product in stock and having it, you know, ready for for consumers. Um, we've been selling out of tons of our electronics at the institute the past couple of years. Where in the past years we've been able to sell out and then you know reorder and have some more for the bait shop through the year but the past couple of years it's been you know you got that one shot at it and that's that's pretty much it and the the market for that stuff has been so big and you know it's been growing so incredibly fast with uh, the forward facing sonars and stuff like that it's shoot it's hard for us to even try to, you know it's my job and it's kind of hard for me to even keep up with what's coming out these days you know it seems like every month there's there's a new system or a new transducer or something new coming out that yeah hopefully translates to the ice market as well and we can uh, get that out our door as well no doubt how how hard has it been is things starting to get better in the fishing industry you know maybe excluding electronics but uh you know is that supply chain starting to come back around for you or, or is it still yeah. pretty tough you, you know it, it, it was decent to, to start the spring we got most of what we ordered um it was much more expensive obviously as everyone knows prices on everything went up yep. um so we got to you know it was the the, the pat you know a year ago i would have said the opposite where prices were pretty well the same but we didn't have you know much of anything it was hard to get things where this year we got most of our stuff we took um for for the the listeners listening we used to take our our summer order in you know february or march we would receive our our summer orders for that time well we knew products were hard to come by so we took our summer order starting all the way back in october so we were taking rods and i mean tons of stuff through through the year where 
we knew we weren't going to sell it for months, but we knew we finally had it. Well, this past year, you know, we finally received the product. It was at a higher a higher price, but now what we're running into is, you know, once these things are sold out, they are sold out. Yep. It's it is oh, uh, going to be, you know, I mean these these shipping issues haven't been solved, unfortunately. So right, it's still taking, you know a long time for these things to to come across the ocean and unfortunately in the fishing industry a lot of our stuff that is made is you know whether it's parts or whatever is coming from overseas so it's i mean yeah it's it's going to be not solved for a few years i mean there's some of these companies that you know aren't even taking orders for the winter time that they know they're not going to have their product until it's too late where they're just not taking any ice orders at all um it's so crazy i mean how do you even run a business like that and and that's that's what we you know we talk about that many times around here it's 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 hard for us to think about you know as a small business well we're just not gonna we're not gonna sell anything for a few months like you know i we wouldn't be able to keep our doors open that's that's pretty insane um so yeah i mean it's it's gonna be a crazy ride here for the next couple of years. Unfortunately, I don't see things really changing. Um, not saying if you see your favorite bait that you need to go and buy six of them because that doesn't help really our market either. Um, you know, you having a, a back stock of 18 of your favorite bait doesn't really help. Buying and things like that too. That that obviously doesn't help, as we've seen with toilet paper and whatnot. But um, <laughs> if you want to overbuy, uh, it's DakotaAngler.com. Um, feel free to use promo code Dirtbag. But <laughs> yeah, right. And then have it sent to five hundred three South Thirteenth <laughs> Avenue in Rock Rapids, Iowa, <laughs> for tax reasons. <laughs> yeah, for tax reasons only. You yeah. may only take a couple of the baits, but yeah, no exactly, yeah. exactly. We'll test them out for you, yeah. and then we'll send them on to you. That's the podcast tax it's part of your guys's job as you said before. exactly not that we want it but that's what it is now you mentioned a little bit earlier like checking inventory daily and stuff like that and shoplifting and i saw some earlier today at on at one of the bng milky ways yeah some dude on a moped pulled up to the window and stole their tip jar and took off do you guys (sighs) i mean do you guys run into that a lot up there you know, that's like the worst part of my job, unfortunately, is you would love to think that, oh, we're in Sioux Falls, oh, we're in Iowa, we're, you know, we don't have to deal with that stuff, and gosh, unfortunately, I, w- I wish we didn't have to, because that is like the most, like the, the worst part of the gig, for sure, is, is oh, having yeah. to put up with that stuff, and trying to track down people, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to catch every Joe Snow that comes in there, and, and and, you know, people are so stupid, too. You know, they open a pack of hooks, and then they, they dump the hooks in their pocket and throw the wrapper on the ground. Like, I see an empty wrapper of hooks on the ground. I know somebody stole a bunch of hooks. Like, I'm not, you know, like, what, what do you, and you got a hook, you got a bunch of hooks in your pocket. Like, Hope it hooks really your nutsack. <laughs> So, you know, and then you got to go back and look on the cameras and figure out who was back. And, you know, it eats up so much of my time that I'd much rather be, you know, out on the floor talking to customers or something like that. And I'm not trying to make it sound like, yeah, all my whole day I'm spending looking at customer stealing. But, yeah, you know, we catch we catch probably five to six guys almost, you know, a, a year, I'd say, that are, that are shoplifting. I mean, yeah, I, I'd hate to fathom how many guys get away with it. But, you know, that's why we installed the... Uh, 
a dang good security system all over the place so we can get alerted to all this kind of stuff, you know, after hours and stuff like that. But it sucks that you got to spend that money on that kind of stuff to, but. I mean, yeah. you're protecting you're protecting your goods, and oh, you are. It's it's more and more prevalent, unfortunately, which yeah, is not not the the way you'd like to see things trending. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. Yeah. Now, now, Josh, I don't mean to wish away summer here, but uh, we're only like three months away from uh, the Ice Institute. Uh, uh, you guys gearing up for that, or is that? Uh, yeah. You I mean, may have just notched up my stress levels like three more notches. And, uh, we like to make you hike camp sweat. So. Yep. <laughs> that's what we're here for. I think Todd, Todd's been in training, isn't he? He's out running and going to, going to class reunions and stuff. See, we all thought he was trying to get his body ready for that class reunion he was going to, but we all know that he trains for the Ice Institute all year round. Year like, round, year round, never it's like quit. like an ultra marathon. There circuit. is no off season. <laughs> that's exactly. And if you want a true comedy show, he's been training even harder by playing uh, baseball on Sundays out at Harmon or at Augie. So oh, man. Oh, we should go and heckle him. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, one of our employees here likes to uh, to call uh, it Todd playing in the uh, the wheelchair baseball league. So, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, get to, Matt, get to work on the, on the memes on that one. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Your, I read, my, it's yeah, done. Yeah, I'm it's already, done yeah, already. The wheels are turning, so. <laughs> wheelchair wheels but, <laughs> yeah. but but no i mean back to your question i mean yeah i mean we are shoot we ordered this stuff for this coming season all the way back in march and april i mean we've still had we're getting rid of our you know switching our store over and we're, we're ordering for the next year already so where we have you know like i said I, I have a few augers that we've received already so i'm shipping yeah shipping one out already so you know it's kind of Nothing changed from previous years. You get it in, you kind of you start to see it kind of go already. Um, guys want to get in and make sure they're they're getting it. But no, we start to see some of that product coming in. Obviously, we don't put it out on our our, our store floor and stuff like yep. that yet. But no, we we start checking it into the system, making sure um, you know prices are correct, things like that. Um, making sure we have all of our stuff listed for online and. Then, uh, yeah, starting to think of what we can what we can offer for for show specials. I mean, that's that's something that we think about literally throughout the year. Is shoot, we go up to Canada in June and we're out on the boat talking about well, what are we going to do for auger specials? What are we going to do for for blackfish specials this year? You know, like what what are we going to offer? What you know, what can we offer? You know, that's that's the whole thing. Is you know, what what can we offer that that makes it worth you know our our two weeks worth of of, of moving stuff and, and organizing stuff and and then two weeks after of getting the store back set because yeah what a lot of people don't realize is the entire you know show of, of the convention area is, is our bait shop so right. I gotta take I gotta take that whole convention center and somehow fit that back into our small bait shop <laughs> and, and have it all displayed and hanging nicely and priced right and I mean, yeah, you want to find me stressed. It's not at, it's not before the show. It's usually after the show and trying to get ready for Black Friday and, and things like that. But Well, I'll no, tell you one thing. Uh, you didn't have to bring back a lot of clam shacks last year because, holy <laughs> moly, we were moving them, man. That, that is correct. I will definitely say that. We did not have uh, too many truckloads of clam shacks going back. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Hey, and then, and then, and this year we're expecting the same with uh, with maybe uh, some new features coming around. Heck yeah! 
we're we're pretty excited about a few things. So it'll be uh, it'll be an exciting show for people to see some some of the new products that come out from everyone and, and stuff like that. We always look forward to it, and you know it's it's our biggest one hundred percent our biggest stressor of the entire year. Um, we freak out over it for months and talk about it for months, and then once it's over, it's like a big you know sigh of relief. But it is it is awesome to see people come out that have never been before and get to see everything there you know eyes wide open and you know it's 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 a cool thing oh it's become yeah, it's, it's become the highlight you know oh yeah, one of the awesome highlights event. of the year i i wish i could you know uh clock out for a couple hours and uh walk around for a while that sounds like a pretty good deal but uh i gotta do some talking with the, the big boss on that one see if i can make that fly let me and mm-hmm. matt let me and matt take over you know i let's talk <laughs> you wanna, todd you want to hear i'll hand you my phone for a while you can take my phone for for the show for a while oh yeah yeah we'll do that we'll do that and then i want todd's microphone me and matt are going to walk around with todd's <laughs> microphone for just a little bit that's just, right just kind of hey tom Bowley's going to be over here on the <laughs> and welcome to the live episode so God dang it, we could just. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Mac can freestyle rap too. I surprised you didn't know that. And Scott can beatbox pretty good. So, well, I am. Uh, I am absolutely looking forward to uh, right before some of the seminars this year. We'll, uh, we'll we can hype them up on stage and see what you can whip out. Yeah, we, that's we good. can hype them up. We can be their hype man. <laughs> now now josh we've we've gone quite a ways here uh closing in on 50 minutes so uh we don't want to waste any more of your evening but uh I, th- I think it would only be right to uh to leave this episode why don't why don't you tell us your best nick height camp story oh man wow where do, where do you pick from on something like that i mean he uh he definitely leaves a lot of options open um <laughs> I mean, Gosh. I've got a, I've got a Snapchat that that you sent me that I, I'm I'm waiting for the right time to unleash yeah, that. I don't feel yeah, like this was, is it, but I, I was going to say some butt slapping up in Canada is not even <laughs> not even close to to the list. Um, we'll go with we'll go with one of my favorite stories of yes. growing up would be yes. uh, we uh, my mom used to sign us up back in the day for some uh, some races down at Spencer Park, some uh, some trail races, sort of speak, running through the park. Uh, I think it was like a mile and a half race or something like that through the summertime. And we used to go out there and that's kind of when I was starting to first get into running a little bit. And Nick, I mean, Nick and I, gosh, we were the, the two most competitive brothers ever beating each other up. Oh, well, you know, I won't say it, but maybe I kicked his butt more than he kicked my butt. But we knew that, <laughs> <laughs> but he got out, you know, one of the, the, one of the last times he ended up running the races, he, uh, Gosh, that gun went off, and I tell you what, he shot off like a rabbit. You couldn't see the kid for a little while. I mean, he was gone, and he was running against older kids and things like that, but I tell you what, he was gone. And we turned the corner, and I swear to God, I thought I heard something from the bushes. And I wasn't sure, you know, what it was. And sure enough, I glance over and for the and there's Nick rolling around in the bushes, half crying, half screaming that he's hurt and banged up and you got my mom running out there to get him to get his butt up and get moving again and we all went running by him and flying (laughs) i don't even know if you ever finished the race but i tell you what that may have been before high school cross country that i think that was the last time nick went running for for (laughs) a fun event that was it huh (laughs) that was it 
Yeah, he, uh, he he gave he gave up that career. He started uh, picking up a baseball bat, I think, after that, and said maybe the the running for a long distance isn't isn't his cup of tea. Now you you're like in the what, did you go to Washington High School? Well, yeah, we did. Yep. yep and you're like in the Hall of Fame there. there for running, right? Yeah, they had a pretty weak application process, and they uh, <laughs> take they it any way you can get it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. They snuck, snuck me in there somehow behind, you know, like Nate Gary and some NFL players. I somehow snuck in there a little bit. Oh, I mean, professional fisherman, <laughs> you know, semi-professional runner. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing, I would say. Basically, I yeah. see. If I was Todd Nick, I would just sit back at the Ice Institute and let you do all the running around and stuff like that. Since you're the professional and the Hall of Famer. Exactly. They they know that uh, my endurance will last me a little bit longer. They they like to uh, hang out in the booth for a little bit, and that's why Todd has the microphone. You know, he's got yep. the voice and, and can can sit back a little bit. Dude's got your your dad's flying around at that show, man. He never like he's like a freaking cheat on cocaine just yeah. boing, everywhere man and he's got people that recognize him from the fishing report so he's got people pulling him this way and hey oh, todd yeah. you gotta look at this and hey todd come over here and look at that and yeah he uh he, he can put on that pretty good he's uh he's i mean more patient than anyone when it comes i mean he could be busier than the son of a gun and somebody's like hey todd i need you to come over here and look at this and Take a look he, at my bandito know. bugs. Exactly. Look at my bandito bug. I swear it's going to sell you millions. If no, he, you know, drop he the almost, hat, he'll drop and listen yep. to him. And he almost kicked me out of the Ice Institute last year when I tried to show him my bandito bugs. So. <laughs> well, I thought you had already been asked to leave before that. Right. So. <laughs> Security oh, met me at the door. That's a little <laughs> little Ned rig. <laughs> All righty, this is little, this, little, little turd would be there. Yeah, little little turd, turd, you don't got no lunker log. <laughs> All right, uh, this has officially gone off the rails. Uh, uh, Nick or Nick? Nick. Oh, jeez, oh, wow. we're talking. Wow, that, this is officially off the wow. rails. That is correct. Well, I apologize. You're the Hall of Famer. Yeah, that was. Josh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Nick's in a different Hall of Fame, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for that. That was the lowest blow I could I could give you. But, You're uh, lucky I didn't hang up the phone on that one. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed you. I wouldn't have blamed you. But, uh, Josh, uh, we appreciate you being on, and uh, um, we're going to have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you taking the time and having me on. Awesome. Talk to you later. We'll talk to you soon. And that was Josh Heitkamp. Don't call me. Nick, Don't call me Nick, Nick I Camp up there at Dakota Angler. I mean, if you need anything, I'm telling you guys, go up there and see those guys, and they'll get you hooked up. No doubt about it. And uh, it was just, it, it was fun to hear, uh, uh, you know, hear hear more than uh, just what what you see when you go into a bait shop. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot more uh, to the day to day operations than than what you then, what you really realize, and that's with everything. You know, right? Uh, you know. Yeah. Hey, I got a, you know what, Scott? I have a, I have a question. I'm going to pop a question on you. You're always popping questions on me. Yeah, this is, this is coming from a dirt bag. He, he right. messaged me other, the other day, David Kelly. He, I think it's Kelly. That's, yep. uh, that's what we're going to go with. Yep. Um, he's a loyal dirt bag. He, he interacts with a lot of our stuff online, yep. listens yep. to all the episodes. And so he reached out and, uh, he has a question, uh, so, and it goes as follows. So you think that if someone is trying to learn how to fish, they should spend more time looking at the bass, the B-A-S-S style of big five fish 
style or do you think that the MLF style to catch the most fish for an accumulation of weight would teach strategies that could apply to a non-tournament slash weekend angler? Um, and you could apply it to any type of fishing. Yep. I, I would say obviously uh, if, 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 if it's a beginner, probably the MLF style would be more, uh, you know, I, I think at, at a certain point, and, and I can say this with my own fishing, uh, you know, it, it used to be 15, 20 years ago, if I'd go out on a dock, I could catch a hundred four inch bluegills. And I, I truly did not care about, you know, trying to upgrade what right. I was catching. You know, I was just fascinated with catching fish, catching fish, catching fish, the more fish I could catch the, you know, the better. And, uh, I feel like as I've gotten older and gotten a little bit more experienced uh you know going out and catching one big fish is more of a thrill to me than going out and catching 100 smaller fish so i would say uh for for uh beginning uh you know somebody just getting into it i personally would probably go the route of of uh you know mlf that every fish counts and and uh, kind of go that way once you feel like like your skill level is at a point where you can specifically target bigger fish, then I would switch over to you, uh, and to you, the BASS side right. and of, of five big fish. Yeah. And you know what a lot of people make the mistake of doing? And we did this up on vacation. I took my dad out bass fishing one day. He told me throughout the week that they were up there that he just wanted to get out one time and do some bass fishing with me. So we went out and targeted some deep weed edge fish. And I set him up with a jig worm, and I was uh, drop shotting. Yep. And both techniques where you're going to catch a lot of fish, but a lot of times they're not going to be bigger ones. But those techniques can also help you find fish. So if you get into a school of fish where you're catching a lot of them, and the size isn't quite there what you want, don't be like, a lot of people might just up and be like, oh, it's just little fish here. Tie something on and throw it out there. Like, you know, we were fishing, and I finally, I had a jig tied up, and I'm like, I'm going to throw the jig out. You know, there's fish here. I'm going to try to get a big one. A second cast. Dunk. I hooked into one. I made the cardinal rule. I didn't keep my rod down to let it jump and it come up and it jumped and threw the hook. And it probably would have been, it was definitely the biggest bass that we like hooked into that day. I mean, it was a four plus pounder. So, I mean, I think that's a lot of things like people just keep like get caught up just catching the same ones instead of try to throw on that bait that you're going to get that bigger bite on, you know, learn techniques that tend to get you a bigger bite and throw them in those areas to do that so yep. and you know I, i'm not gonna lie up on vacation fishing was tough at times and we weren't really catching a lot so i went after bluegill at least i knew i could catch them yep and it felt good to have something tug on the other end of the line and absolutely you have to sort every once in a while and you get bigger ones yep but i mean it just felt good to catch fish so i mean i think no matter what there's days where you know, a bite just feels oh, like a bite. So you kind of go to that style of trying to catch as many as possible over just, I mean, there's some species too that you target. If you can just go out there and catch one big one Yep. and you sat out there for three hours, four hours. I mean, that's a good day. No so. doubt about it. David Kelly actually messaged me also. Oh, not for a question about you. He wants no. my mom's Snicker salad recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you guys I, really got something going with that salad stuff. You better There's believe a lot it. of people that yeah, you know, you guys kind of spark some interest. So 
I, I, David, I, I did ask my mom and she said, yeah, I'll write it down. I'm going to have to remind her because I don't think she did. But maybe uh, we need to combine like an Oreo salad with a Snicker salad. Oh, and call it the good dirt, Lord. Call it the dirt bag salad. salad. Holy moly. <laughs> There'd be babies born nine months after that. Oh man. <laughs> Take it with you anywhere. That should be its own food group. Right yeah, there. it should be. It's at the top. It's at the top. That's but, right. Uh, um, a one more thing that I wanted to touch on hat order. Yeah. Uh, we are ordering those hats. Uh, I did put that out there. If you want a hat, uh, let me know a or B Venmo Sturman 21. I think that's what it is. Otherwise check the Facebook page, but, uh, Venmo Sturman 21. Uh, we're going to try to get those ordered here in the, in the next, uh, short while, you know, it ain't, it ain't going to be tomorrow, but, uh, you know, here, here down the road, we had a bunch of people show interest on Facebook. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll place the order either way. We'll, we'll order some extras, but, uh, um, if you don't, if you want one locked in for sure. Yep. Venmo you. Yep. An extra 10 bucks and Matt, Matt will, uh, Matt will wear the hat for a day, get it sweaty, sign it, and then we'll send it Gives to you. you some sweat marks in yep. there. No, you got to clean them off, but yep. I, I'll, we'll send you one up. Yep. Cause you know why? Why? We're hard on our gear. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> we will. We'll run it over with a truck, drag it behind a pickup, throw it in the water, send it out to you. Hard on the gear. God dang it! That I kind of forgot about right. being hard on my gear. But our ice fish, ice fishermen tend to claim that they're harder on their gear than open water fishermen. I believe. Yeah, ain't that something? No yeah. one's no people aren't as hard. Open there's wa- there's open one water group fishermen. Of, there's one group of, of ba- they're like, oh no, I'd like baby my stuff. Yeah, ice fishermen are like, I'll throw that thing halfway across <laughs> the lake and run it over with my ATV. I don't no, care. No worms that aren't embedding in my boat. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like my, my ice shack, like, <laughs> I tip it upside down when I'm dragging it across the ice. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Everyone's hard on their gear until it's time to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Like, this thing has been Hardly babied. Used. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, uh, one one other thing that uh, we need to talk about, Matt, uh, it is official. The first uh, tournament trail to ban forward-facing sonar. Ooh, it's a big, is it's the, a big step. It is. A professional muskie tournament trail, I believe it is, the yep. PMTT. Uh, I believe that... Um, uh, Tim, Tim Willems and some other guy, I, I feel bad for saying some other guy because he's not some other guy I believe he holds the minnesota state record for muskie and uh, <laughs> uh but uh they were up i believe on a lake like in wisconsin um absolutely put the hammer down on like 13 muskies in a two-day tournament and uh, uh did it all using forward-facing sonar they uh they came out made a facebook post about uh you know how they how they did it sharp shooting them i guess is what they call it uh, that's must be a muskie term um, because I actually had another uh, musky fisherman, Cal. Dang it! I should, I should be remembering his name. He's a fellow dirtbag, but uh, he he messaged me and and kind of uh, you know filled me in on uh, you know the mu- the musky side of it. Uh, um, you know, didn't didn't talk bad about him at all. He he was actually all for you know the the forward facing so well, hunter and, penrose and and let's be honest. I mean, it's it wasn't against the rules. No, yeah, one hundred percent. They did what everyone else was doing doing. they just did it a little bit better they were more successful at it yep and then the i don't know if the pmtt got a bunch of complaints about it or what happened there that they just decided that they're gonna outlaw it and 
for like or they're going to ban it for like the next the last two tournaments of the year which is complete total bullshit is what it is it is you you can't you can't change rules halfway through no and and not after somebody has success on something and coming in be like whoa it's it'd be like in bass if all of a sudden you know the chatterbait was somebody throwing the chatterbait won the last three tournaments and they come in and say hey guys no more chatterbait gonna have to ask you not to throw a chatterbait or a bladed jig so sorry it's just like so 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 here's the deal here's the deal and and hunter uh Hunter Penrose, uh, musky angler, uh, fellow dirtbag uh, up in Minnesota, messaged me. And, and so this is the deal. Uh, that forward-facing sonar lets these guys sharpshoot deep fish. And, you know, muskies are uh, pretty susceptible to that to that thermocline, yep. um, you know, dragging them up from deep. You know, m- muskies. They're fickle. They are. They, they're they kind of like a freaking sheep. You know, they they they. They die pretty easy is, yeah, what, is what we're saying. And, and, you know, they, they're, they're uh, you know, most muskies are all stocked. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're not an abundant resource. But, uh, you know, you, you like to go into it and think, like, everybody respects the resource. Nobody would do something that would potentially hurt a fish. But, you know, like Hunter said, too, there's a few things in this world that make people do some stupid crap. That's antlers, money trophies like those, those, three, three those three things, things right there yeah. and 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 women and women and women, right. and women. That, that little patch but <laughs> <laughs> that'll make some dudes do some dumb things but uh you know and and golly you know if if, if everyone across the board was a good person you'd never run into this because it you know hey you know that's a deep fish we'd we'd stress that fish we'd kill that fish by dragging it in but you know, I, I mean, you're I, I get to that win the side. tournament. I get that side. You know, yeah, you're damn right. You know, I mean, hey, I mean, and, and who's to judge? Who's right. to judge? Like that one, eh, that one's marginal. Right. We can go after that I mean, one there. Bass guys do it. They learn, yep. you know, they've the big thing is the fizzing of the fish, you know, going yep. out there and catching yep. fish and fizzing them. I mean, they know what's going to. Well, the thing the about a bass, is, that's like an that. elite fish, you know, right. I mean, that's a predator. <laughs> that's a, you know, I mean, they. They don't just die, you know, like a walleye. You throw it in live. Well, yeah, tits right. up. Not <laughs> not a bass. They're they're a tough fish. But now, you, like like we said though, you know, it just uh, it, it's tough. It it it, right. it is tough. And and so I get why they did it. I think the real problem is doing it halfway through with a only, season, right? With only a couple events left, and doing it right after somebody had success with it. I mean, it, it's a knee if, jerk reaction, right? If, if there was a bunch of people, if nobody was having success with the forward facing sonar and you come out and said, you know what, we just, we're, you know, we're not liking that technology. So we're just going to ban it for the last few tournaments and see how it goes going forward and everything like that. But when somebody again has success and they win a tournament on it and then all of a sudden you come out and you do it, it's kind of like, well, what the, like, well, like what, that, what, I mean, I just don't get it. Like that Tim Willem said. No one was complaining about it when we blanked, you know, right. well, down, exactly. down at, you know, in the tournament before that. You, you can't change rules halfway through a season. That'd be like changing, you, you know, I don't understand why in fishing this happens more often. Can you imagine if all of a sudden they decided halfway through an NFL season that, uh, you know, touchdowns are now worth 10 points? <laughs> you know, it's like, what? You know, like, right. what, oh, what yeah, the, yeah. you know. Uh, actually, you know, we're going to allow one more player on the field. 
What? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you can't change a rule. If, if at the end of the season, if they want to take a good hard look at everything, you know, maybe get anglers to come to a meeting, have some real angler input where everyone gets to sit down, air, you know, talk about what they want to, to see, you know, the potential rule changes, whatever, and then they can go to an angler vote. That's, that's how it should yeah. be. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. everything should be an angler vote. And I, I just, ha- halfway through the season, you, you lost all credibility with me. You know, you, you lost all credibility. I'm sorry, but PMTT, I think you're a, is it I, I'm going to come right out and say, it, I think you're a garbage tournament trail now. Right. Like, for you, doing something like you that. You are. Like, I, I'm, I, I understand why you did it. I'm not saying you're wrong for putting that rule in place. You're wrong for when you put that rule yep. in Wait place. Wait till the end of the season. Exactly. And then, then come Regroup. out and be like, next year, Yep, we're not doing it. I mean, it gives guys then, I mean, now these guys with all the, with the live scopes and the mega live and all that stuff on their boats now have to take it off so that they don't, don't get accused of using it or right. cheating or anything like that. So, and my question is like, are they going to allow it in practice? I think, I think you're allowed to use it in practice until the day before the tournament. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just It's like the NFL having those big cushy helmets for for, for preseason yeah, like for, for practices for practice like pre- and preseason and stuff like that. Like we don't give we're worried about your brain in preseason. You know, you want to know when we're not worried about uh, CTE during the regular season. Yeah. Freaking smack the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. Like that I I don't know. It it's it's a feel good deal. Have have you ever have, have you ever seen anybody with forward-facing sonar on their boat complain about forward-facing sonar? No. It's it's all the Boys people that don't, don't have, have it. Or don't understand it as well. Yep. And, I and, mean, and then that's the right, thing. So, right. So all of a sudden, now what's to stop some of these anglers that are really good with the forward-facing sonar, like figuring out what this guy is really good at. Like you might be good at using this, and I say, well, maybe we need to get rid of side imaging. Yeah, maybe I suck sure. at side imaging, but you're really good at side imaging, and you complain about the fade forward facing sonar. So I think that side imaging should be gone. Yep, I, I don't know. It's it's a slippery slope. It's a really slippery slope. It's like any any time you ban anything, and then you you look at it, and it's like, oh, well, that didn't really solve what what we thought it was going to do. But ah, maybe if we ban this now. It you don't get it back. It's it's crap. It's stupid. I I don't care. Uh, it's it's like a few years ago too when Bass did it with Keith Pochet, and he showed up to one of the events with a 40, little boat with a little boat with a forty horsepower so he could get into some of these places. That was in the rules. After it, he could use it, he could use the boat. But after that, then they implemented a hundred and fifty horse or bigger. Okay, rule so on he it. got. He got booted out of an MLF tournament for using that same boat, probably on the same body of water. And right. then he did, he, he got disqualified after day one. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's just when you, like you said, the knee jerk reaction doing it is just, I mean, you don't have to like the technology, but if you have it in there, you, you got to ride it out for the rest of the season. For the and rest then, of the, these people have paid their money to be in, you know, two tournaments, three tournaments up to this point. And, and, you know, obviously everyone's going for angler of the year. You know, you, you, you sign up for these tournaments 
to fish the duration, right. you know, to fish the whole entire season when a rule changes that that's, it's crap. Oh, right. And I mean, and for the guys that are complaining about it and stuff like that, you're out there trying to make a living, trying to do it. So you want to give yourself the best opportunity to, to, to catch them. And if you think that's, that's going to give you, that's making these guys that much better of fishermen. Like, Oh, if I had it, I could do it too. Well then go get it. You right. Know, figure out a way and go get it. You know, all, all the, all the top tournament trails have electronics companies as sponsors. Oh, right. PMTT does not have electronics company as a sponsor. And with that being said, you're not going to get them as a sponsor if you if you limit the technology. Na- exactly. Name oh, yeah. name another oh, yeah. sport. Name another sport where they have truly limited the technology. You know what I mean? They've they've base, you know base baseball now they have a chip in the pitcher's hat where he can communicate with like the pitching coach or the catcher, one of the two, so they don't have to give the hand signals anymore, so teams can't steal signals. Really. Yeah, so they just tell them what pitches they're going to throw and stuff like that. So, the the I mean, only way that it should ever come in to limit technology is safety. Exactly. And this is not a safety deal. Right. I guess this is the only – I mean, it, it's tough also to compare it with basketball, football, baseball. I mean, we're talking about a living thing. You yeah. know, but, you know, I, I don't know. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a feel good thing to sit here and say, well, you know, we got to protect the fish, you know, whatever the, the, the sport is actually driving a sharp object object through a living thing's mouth and dragging it back to a boat. Like, and, and the thing I mean, is, this, and, and you said a little bit earlier that musky guys, when it comes to like fish care, it's like something they pride themselves on. And they, they do, like, probably out of all of the anglers. No do doubt the about best. it. I mean, you know, us as bass anglers, we're always like, oh, I get pissed off when somebody keeps one or, you know, oh, you shouldn't be keeping that. But we'll freaking throw that, swing that thing over the boat and let it flop around in the in the boat and stuff like that and then put it in the live well if you're in a tournament or, you know, you know, doing all that stuff. And we really set the hook hard and really drive it home. I mean, the musky guys, they're almost like jumping down in the water with them and holding them up and Caressing like, them. <laughs> like massaging them and like talking to them, like, yep. come on, big girl, you know, and all this is kind of like, geez, these dudes really, I mean, they really take it serious. I mean, there's a lot of them that won't fish for them when the water yep. temps get, yep. you know, a certain degrees. And and that's I, why it's, it's hard like, to believe, you know, that, that, that these guys would, would purposely kill a fish. But like we said, there's four right. things, four things that make guys do goofy things. That's right. Uh, whatever is what it is. Uh, um, It'd be interesting to see where it leads now. Yep. See if other organizations start looking at it, or if they just are going to look at the PMTT as a joke for doing it and doing it the way that they did. Yep. I, you know, probably what'll happen is give it a little time, and and everyone will forget about it. But uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I did reach out to Tim Willems. Um, he's the one that kind of put the Facebook post out there that everyone saw, uh, about the ban. And, and, uh, I, I talked back and forth with Tim. He was, you know, he was very respectful of both sides. He understood both sides. Uh, you know, nothing, he didn't say anything bad about the PMTT. He, I mean, he seems like an actual, he's handling, like, like, he's uh, being sta- very yep. sta- uh, stand up person about it. Yep. I mean, really a spectacular dude. I'd, I'd like to have him on the show sometime, uh, but uh, for this particular topic, uh, he said, "You know what? I've I've stated my my part, and uh, you know I uh, 
you, you just said, you know, I, I, I think it's time for me to sit back and let the dust settle. And, and I, I, I respect that. You know, he's trying to make a career doing this. Well, and, and you have to – everybody has to let the dust settle yep. now and see, like, see what happens from here. Like you said, it's just a dumb decision to do it with two tournaments left. Yep. It wasn't harming anybody, so – Yep. It, it was the wrong time. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess I that, uh, you got something? No, I think that, you know, some good news that – that's we that's what we need news. to end this with a little good news story brought to you by our good friends over at freedom brew mm-hmm. in larchwood iowa uh i i did not make it over to freedom brew last weekend but my brother made it over to freedom brew this morning i saw that uh and he, he made it over to freedom he brew did the other day he too, did so. yep uh ba- that that's was thursday needs, that's last all thursday. he needs is some more caffeine, some yeah, caffeine that's exactly what more. biggie needs just a <laughs> pile of freaking frappes and whatnot but uh no uh uh, freedom brew over there in larchwood iowa uh they've they've got a little bit of everything coffee they've got they've got some coffee frappes or i i don't even know what they're called but uh uh tastes exactly like milkshakes, milkshakes i saw that yep hmm. I, I did you know there was a little talk at one time that austin said you know what i think i think we ought to be getting into some ice cream and I'm <laughs> oh, like, man. Well, that, that, oh there's man. only one thing that'll make scott sturman <laughs> oh, set his house in rock rabbits for sale and that's if there's ice cream over there at freedom brew <laughs> gotta get closer i'm gonna need a new belt yep better <laughs> believe it <laughs> I'm, I'm about freaking three milkshakes away from a new wardrobe <laughs> so uh nope our buddies over there at freedom brew head on over there uh for the best coffee in not not just tri-state area possibly the whole entire country it's it's still up for debate but uh that's right um, i mean we're lobbying for them <laughs> so uh uh i've got uh i've got a couple good news stories this week first off i want to give a shout out to my neighbor jeremy k's son drew who uh what did he turn 10 today nine nine big nine our buddy drew uh actually a freaking He's, he, he loves fishing. He yep. loves fishing. He got into fishing here a few years back, and uh, I've been telling Jeremy to freaking take my boat out there, and you know Jeremy. He, oh, yeah. He, he'll get there. He'll get yep, there. He, he will. But uh, um, I also, uh, this last week, uh, Thursday, I got out with my son, Grady. Uh, we got out and uh, did a little fishing over on Emerson Bay in my boat uh, felt good to get out in the boat we hucked around some chatterbaits caught a few bass caught a few pike uh caught a few bass caught a few pike uh this weekend off the dock celebrated my son slate's second birthday which is this two. coming thursday Ooh. uh cupcakes and freaking everything else it was taco in a bags it was it was badass taco in the bags with cock cox beef what did everybody else eat then they they watched <laughs> they me watched they you. watched me and then <laughs> then i, I kind of looked around at him with a real serious face and said gotta let the big dogs eat okay now let's be honest now caleb posted some pictures of slate sitting around you know in his diaper eating some cupcakes do they like do they do the same thing with you you yeah, just sit around in your boxers, boxers and, yeah and you just get yeah. all messy and stuff and they're like yep. all right just nobody take pictures yep. and then all right scott's happy now i Slate's ate seven turn. cupcakes without my hands <laughs> at once <laughs> yep it was fun oh well, uh you got a couple good news stories you want to throw in there you know i just got a couple of funny stories that, right. from up at vacation one of them i i I got to tell it because it's a Jig and Joe story. All right. So the one night they decided to go try a different lake. So they pulled his boat off off of Lake Mary to go try a different one because they heard some crappies were biting. And dad went down there, loaded up his boat, put his life jacket on, took off, 
Gross to load it up. Well, in the excitement, he had taken all of his rods out and brought them up to the cabin. Forgot to load them in the car, so they load up his boat, get it loaded. Drive all the way to the other lake? They didn't. They realized it. They didn't get all the way to the other lake. Then they had to come back and get all the, the rods and stuff that they needed. Then they were like, all right, we're ready to head out. They go to the lake. Whole time, Joe still has his life jacket on. Never took his life jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... He'll first. <laughs> right, cruising around. But just like any fisherman does, they get to that lake. They put his boat in. What's the first thing he does? Takes off his life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the life jacket on the whole time while you're not in the boat. boat. Oh, classic. Takes it off when you get out there on the water. So you know that's that's how it all goes. That's right. So, you gotta have you gotta have the full motion <laughs> if you're gonna be setting hooks. Did they catch any crappies? Yes, they did. Nice. They did get in some crappies, a few nice ones, but they were all you know in that eater size, okay. just kind of right there. So they had a, they caught a decent amount on them. Just a real tiny lake too, and then. uh I guess another one too. Up on vacation, we I went out with my brothers and their boys, the one day on the pontoon, and I told my nephew Coy, I was like a dollar for the first fish. He's like, all right, and I was trying hard to catch one. He caught Put one it first. To you. He caught one first. So. I think Emily caught a bigger uh, bass than you. I she did, she did. She caught a nice one though. The yeah. last night we were there, I, I missed. I, I was, I hooked in some big ones the last two weeks, lost them all. Really. Had one come up and just drill a frog, and it was coming at the boat, and I couldn't catch up to it. And by the time I did, it was coming up to jump, and when it jumped, it threw the frog, and that one hurt. Did that you was cry? a big fish. That was a big fish. I was just you, like, cry, you cried a little bit, didn't you? I was you? just like, damn. Kind of felt I like getting kicked there. in the nards. Right. I just stood there. It's just like, you know, like when you get a... Like if you got an ice cream cone and you dropped it. Oh, God. I know <laughs> the feeling. Right? So it's kind of... Nothing worse. Right? You just kind of sit there like... Yeah. T- little tear rolls down yeah. but no i mean overall and stuff vacation it was fun had a lot of good times you bet made a lot of good memories again so that's what you go up there for that's exactly right well uh yeah i guess uh that is episode 181 uh Ooh. we'll uh we'll be back next week for 182 uh thanks for joining us see you next week later <laughs>